Welcome to the Life Melbourne podcast. We're so glad you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. Amen. And amen. Come on, can you say amen? I'm sure you're sitting by yourself, maybe with a family. Can you clap your hands? I find myself sitting there watching that and again, just getting to that place where ugly tears are starting to well up. And if there's been a year where ugly tears have been revealed on screen more than ever in my life, it's been this year. And uh, thankfully, it's to the goodness of God. It's because of what He's done and what He's doing. And I want to tell you that we are in a significant time. Not, a, not an awkward time, not a frustrating time. Although there's challenges around us, I want to tell you we're in a significant time. And on Tuesday, we had our men's prayer meeting back in person for the first time in three months. And we actually met at Sim Street as we do. And we walked into that auditorium space and we stood in the middle of it uh, with the ceiling gone, obviously. And we placed this little boom box on the floor and we started to sing Waymaker. Waymaker. And in the midst of everything that surrounds us and all the decisions that need to be made and everything that's going on, as we started to sing Waymaker, it was actually the first time we had worshipped in that side of the building. And His presence came so tangibly. It was like this was built for God's house. It wasn't a construction site. It was a place where God's presence dwells. And I just want to tell you that our God is making a way even when things seem like there's no way. I wanted to also update us when it comes to community in the area of what's happening in other initiatives. We are so grateful uh, in this year to have started Embrace Grace with Kirsty uh, doing a phenomenal job there, just birthed out of her heart with a core team now. And Embrace Grace is all about walking alongside women who have somewhat, in a sense, had unplanned pregnancies uh, in a place where it wasn't something that they were ready for, but they're in that season of life. And to come alongside and say, you know what? We're here to walk this with you. We're here to journey alongside you. You are not alone. And the great news is that uh, literally in the next couple of weeks, we're celebrating the first semester of Embrace Grace taking place and and are gonna do actually like a a great celebration and a um, like a a newborn pack that every woman will get. And again, there's just that sense of it doesn't end here. We're with you for the long term. And so we wanna honour the team and we just wanna say how great it is to be standing in that space and being alongside people in that area. Also, we're really grateful uh, to as well be looking at CAP, which is Christians Against Poverty. It's another area that for us as a church, we've partnered with for a long, long time now. And we've done budgeting courses, but then we've also had a debt centre, which has been a place where there's been uh, expert and confidential support for people who are in life controlling debt. And how can we freely and uh, expertly get you out of that place? Uh, Over the years, we've looked at that and reshaped that and been able to pour resource into different areas. But one thing we're helping pilot with CAP is another course called Renew Money which is basically the same principle of helping families and individuals get out of life controlling debt, but it's through one-on-one mentoring. And so we're really looking forward to that starting in the new year, but we actually wanna put an invitation out today. If you've got a heart uh, to see people free in the area of finance, or you've got expertise when it comes to the area of budgeting or accounting, and you say, oh, I could help with that. 
then we would actually love you to take the opportunity uh, today to get in touch with us, all right? So you can see uh, the email there, cap at lifeau.org. Just flick a quick email there and say, can you be in touch? And we would love to connect with you around enabling more people to find financial freedom and step into their God call in that area, which is gonna be cool. Also, wanted to let you know that we're actually starting a new focus here in Melbourne. It's a part of our Auckland and also Adelaide campuses but we're starting it here in Melbourne. It's called The Giving Store. And The Giving Store is a really cool opportunity for us to throughout the year have numbers of opportunities where we can go, you know what, uh, as it comes into the school term starting and there's a whole bunch of families that don't have the provisions for their kids to get the school uh, equipment that they need to go back to school with confidence. Well, through the giving store, we're gonna enable people to partner with families and to gift school packs, or there might be other appeals that take place. Maybe it's bushfire things or other areas of need, blankets and warm clothing when it comes to winter and those who are living displaced in our city. We're gonna be able to, through the giving store, go and allocate what we would like to get on board with and then bless people and partner with people so that they can continually be reached. And that's our heart, is that life community that we will keep as a church, expanding our ability to reach people, to love people, to serve people. And so I encourage you to go and have a look at the giving store as well, uh, thegivingstore.org.au. And what's cool about the giving store is that when you select, right, so you select whatever you wanna sponsor or partner with, Uh, When you get to the checkout area, you can actually write a personal message and just a little word of encouragement from you, from your family. And that will also be gift wrapped within the package that's delivered. And it's got some beautiful wrapping and all of that sort of thing that'll enable that to go to those families and those individuals, which is gonna be really, really good. And all of this is because we've got a heart through expansion. We've got a heart as a church to impact and change our generation with the reality of Jesus. And so I thought it would be good to actually update us. Well, where are we at when it comes to expansion and the era of our financial uh, miracle and where we've all been hearing from God, responding to what He's done in our heart and we've stepped out in faith, believing for the stage one, the the construction of the auditorium, the fit out of the foyer and et cetera, as we talked about in July. I wanna give us an update of where we got to. So basically we've broken it down into two two 12-month segments. And so we're within that first 12-month block at the moment where we were believing that we could see 166 giving units, which is made up of an individual or a family, a whole collective group that we'd see 166 units over the next 12 months be able to raise 1.25 million towards the stage one completion as we keep on taking steps forward. So the great news is off the back of expansion in the middle of the year and through others getting on board this last couple of months, the great news is is that we actually have had 240 giving units get on board and we have received at this point a pledge amount of 1.5 million, 7,616 and 25 cents. You say, why the 25 cents? Because every cent we have declared will be a soul. Every cent will be a soul because we're not giving finance, we're giving seed to God's kingdom to see His vision and His heart fulfilled for our city and for our nation. Thought it'd be great as well to update us. Well, where are we at within that? So that was what was pledged, but what has been committed? What has already been given? So obviously within that 240 giving units, four and a half months into this 12 month window, I wanna honour you and say thank you that uh, people have not just said, oh, this is what we're doing, but then just left it on the table. 
put it on their fridge, but forgot about it. But people have been faithfully, monthly, weekly giving towards that. And currently we have received of that 1.5, we have received $726,666.07. And I think that deserves a hand and a thank you and an honour to every single person who's been in that place that's just said, God, what do you want me to do? And out of that place is just committed towards that. And I really want to encourage us. I know it's been a challenging year. It's been a challenging number of months, but I know that for Nadia and I and our family, we've said, God, well, what you placed in our spirit was you. And so we're going to keep trusting you for it. We'll do what we can naturally. We're going to do what we can in the faith realm, but we're going to be faithful to what you put in our hearts. I want to honour everybody's faithfulness. I want to say as well, we are going to give everybody just an individual email so you've got your own personal update in the next week. And uh, again, we can journey that forward. But I also just unashamedly just want to say, you know what? If you're yet to be on board, don't go, oh, that's cool for them. Maybe I'll wait till next year. No, you could take a moment to say, God, what is it you want me to do? Because we're all a part of it. And it's not about the large amounts as such. It's about everybody just responding with what God's done. Because if we all do what God wants us to do, then we'll get what God wants us to get and we'll be able to step forward as God entrusts us to step forward. But I also, again, unashamedly would say if you're out there and you have a gift in this area that God's graced you in the area of resource and finance and you have a heart to build God's kingdom, I wanna tell you that, again, we are here to build God's kingdom. It's all about God's house and it's all about what He wants and what He's desiring and what He's leading. And I tell you, we have vision inside of our spirit that far exceeds $10, $20 million worth of what God has already put in our spirit for the next steps and stages that are in front of us. And so if you're in a place that says, you know, well, I could take a big chunk of that. I could do hundreds of thousands. I could do millions or I could do $20, $50. I want to tell you, every seed is going to go towards seeing God's kingdom, His heart outworked. And just again, through that site, you can get in touch and let's all play our part. Amen. I love it. God is building His church. God is building His church. And I guess for us today, it really is a bit of an update Sunday. It's an update on what's been happening. It's an update on what's been taking place. And it's an update of, again, just looking up and saying, God, you are so good. You're amazing. But it's also, we're in that place where as a city and as a state, we're in that reality of things are starting to open up more. And we're in that place of making a decision about being able to gather again in person. And I've got to tell you, for anyone who's been in any role or responsibility where you've had to manage the dynamics of working through the regulations and the dynamic of the roadmap back uh, from lockdown, you would know that throughout all the different elements and clauses and legislation that there's there is no simple way in the dynamic that we've had to navigate and go forward. But when we got to 80%, we really clearly felt like God said, I want us to meet in homes. And we knew that that would be for about four weeks or so as we worked towards 90% vaccination rate. And so at the 80%, we said, let's meet in homes. And I thank you and I honour you for opening your homes, having friends around or fresh people in your proximity to do life together. It's just been awesome hearing the stories that are coming out of that. And it's been really, has been a God step. But the truth of it is, is for the last 18 months, it's been really a navigating of step after step after step. 
Some steps have been steps forward as we start to get back. And then again, the virus would take off and there would be steps that we had to take to going back online, back into a place of 20 people helping a service happen, back into a place of 10 people making a service happen, back into a place of five people and no more making a service happen. And we've had to navigate that. And I wanna honour you, church. I wanna honour you for the way that you've navigated. I wanna honour you for the way that you've just said, whatever it looks like, we're in. If we've got to register, we're in. If we've we've got to stay alone, we're in. If we're gonna open our homes, we're in. And we've navigated it together. I also wanna take a moment and I pray for all of us joining from wherever we're meeting, that we would take a moment to honour the team behind the scenes. There has been a faithful, committed crew of people who have week in, week out, and we honour not just the individuals, but we honour their families, who have made a way for us to be able to have God's Word and His presence and the worship to be able to be uh, beamed into our homes, that we've been able to unite every weekend from wherever we're located to stay as one church, lifting up one name, and we've been able to do that together. And so I want us to honour every team member that's been involved, that's made that possible. Can you please put your hands together? But the truth is, is we're starting to get towards 90%. And for us, I gotta say that I feel like God really clearly has put in our spirit is we must gather. We must gather. We must get back to that place where it's in person. We must get back to that place where we are filling the auditorium in a way that we can, so that we can together increase the relationship, increase the standing together, increase that ability to pray for one another, to, to navigate ourselves going forward. But I gotta say to you, and I, I don't want this to be heavy on you. It isn't. But it is something that has been heavy on us. And not out of a place of a burden, but out of a place of responsibility. That this has probably been one of the weightiest things that I've ever had to walk through in ministry. Not the last 18 months, but probably the last three to four weeks. Because as we know, and I don't wanna skip around it, but as we know, there is a very real dynamic where right now we are navigating in the middle of a pandemic, navigating the reality of vaccinated, unvaccinated, and what that looks like. There are calls and there are decisions, there is legislation that is in place that is out and beyond our control. There are health precautions that are in place and I'm gonna believe that it's out of the place that people are putting it there so that for the benefit of everybody, that there is a place of, I guess, safety and due diligence as we map this out. But I guess the reality for us means is that as we go back to meeting in person, if we were to look at the regulations and the legislations that's there, It would actually say that for us to be able to meet back in person, we can do what we would say unknown services, where while everybody in any service we do is there's obviously gonna be contact tracing, so everyone's gonna scan in. Everybody would scan in, but the dynamic would be if we did unknown services, then currently at 90%, what it's saying is that there is a limit to having 30 people plus the team required to make that happen which would mean for us that once we get to 90%, that we would need to run somewhere between 12 and 15 services on a Sunday to, for all of us to get back in together. And I just know that that's just not possible. 
the other reality of it is, is that we have at the moment a narrative that says, well, while we're saying the lockdown's over, we're saying a lockout is beginning. At which point, if you haven't got vaccinated, then you need to be locked out of areas of society. And I just wanna say clearly that that breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. And I know that there's different views of the spectrum here. I know that there would be people saying, well, I just don't trust it yet, so I don't wanna make that decision. And that's your personal decision. That's your choice of conscience. And there's people on the other side that are saying, man, just get it. For the betterment of everyone, just get it. Hurry up and get over it. Why are you waiting? Because if the sooner you did it, we could all get together. And there's this tension and this dynamic that's come into society. But not only into society, it's come into our homes. It's come into our business places. It's come into our work environments. And sadly, that narrative of fear and trying to ostracize one group against the other has fractured relationships. It breaks my heart to know that great couples in our church who are navigating one of the exciting days of their life, getting married, are now having to navigate whether their own family can be at prison at that place to be able to celebrate together. It weighs so, and it's weighed heavy on my heart about that reality that as we come back together as a church, there is that very real dynamic that it might be we would run vaccinated services and unknown services so that everybody can get back in and we can gather. And I guess in my heart of hearts, I was like, gosh, I just don't want there ever to be a moment that we would have to say to somebody, I'm sorry, but you can't come into the service. And the dynamic of this is that in the reality of us making the step forward, that some would say, oh, well, if you're gonna make that decision, then you would be segregating us and you don't want us a part of your services. And I have to tell you, I've woken at night and I have cried many tears about the thought that in a legislation we don't have any control of with a heart for us to be able to gather how we need to gather, that our own loved family might feel like their church, like their pastors are saying, hey, sorry, but for the next season, you're not part of this. I want you to know right now, wherever you stand on the spectrum, you are incredibly valuable. You are incredibly loved by us. And we don't want anybody to feel like this is a season where you're gonna be pulled apart and told you can't. But I have to be honest with you, and this is what leadership requires. I have to be honest with you, but we are gonna be in a place that when it hits 90% and we're praying that's in two Sundays time. If this roadmap continues how it's supposed to continue and we all know that everything can change within a day. At 90%, it's gonna mean that there will be no cap on the number of people we could have in this venue when it comes to vaccinated environments or those who have got letters of exemption. And then we would be in a position that we can still run unknown services. So if you don't want your medical records revealed, then come to the unknown service. Or if you're yet to get vaccinated, then come to the unknown services. And we're gonna make a way. We're gonna make a way that every single person can gather. And I'm not doing a big celebration that we're back because it's not the normal. This isn't the normal. This is just the next step. Hear it, it's just the next step. And I have a vision in my heart and I have a dream in my spirit that the day will come where we can go to whatever service, however it looks like, and we will be back together and we will be celebrating and it's gonna be an amazing time. But until then, we still need to take the next step. And I'm praying just as the grace of God has been with us and He's gone before us and He's led us and He's comforted us and He's strengthened us and He's matured us, that we would have the strength of understanding to go, you know what? 
I wish that we weren't in this place. And I got my hand up, the first person. I wish we weren't in this place. But we are going to do what we all need to do to be able to make this possible. And I want you to know as well that we have a city that needs reaching. We have a city that needs the love of Jesus. We sing about revival. We believe we're into a season of revival. And there are many people in our city at the moment who are fearful to go out. They are fearful to go into environments where there might be people who are unvaxxed or however that looks. And I just believe in this next season, there are gonna be many people who are bound in fear, who are gonna go, you know what? If, if it's set up in that way, that's been outlined by the health experts, then I'm coming, I'll come with you. And they're gonna come into our service and I tell you what won't be happening in our services. We will not be buying into a narrative of fear. We will not be buying into a narrative of separation, but we'll be buying into a narrative of faith, a family, of building people up, of seeing the gospel preach and seeing the name of Jesus set people free. And I believe freedom is gonna flow in great ways and people are gonna be found in the heart and the place where God would have them be. But it's different. It's different. It's not ideal. And some would say, well, why don't you just do away with following that? Just break the law. And I have to say to you, if there was a time I wanted to, it's now, to be honest. But as I've just sought God on it, I just feel so clearly and so strongly God's saying, Craig, no. We can honour God. We can honour every person in our service. And we can also honour the law. And we can make this next step. And we're going to show that this is a church of unity. We will not divide. We will not be told the culture of our house because of the climate of our city. But we will bring the culture of our house to the climate of our city. And we believe that when someone says to me, when we go out and invite our friends to church and they say, well, I, I can't go to church. I can't go out because I'm not vaccinated. You'll say to them, yes, you can. You can come with me because there's unknown services and we've made a way that you can come and it's not gonna even be about that. Yeah, there'll be a formality at the door when we walk through, but it's not gonna be about that. It's gonna be about the family. It's gonna be about the faith. It's gonna be about the presence of God. It's gonna be about laying hands on people. It's gonna be about the Holy Spirit moving. It's gonna be about the preaching of God's Word. It's gonna be about salvation. And it's gonna be about taking the next step. Taking the next step. But I really felt in my heart, and maybe for people, I'm just going to say it, maybe for people who say, yes, yeah, still, but why wouldn't you break the law? <laughs> just so you know, like just put it out there. The reality is, if we were to knowingly break the law, one, it devalues the integrity that we have and that we've lived with and we've applied through the whole journey of life. And I'm not talking about 18 months, I'm talking about 30 years. Not only that, but it also puts our organisation in jeopardy as a church, as a community organisation. It puts our board members in danger and their businesses of poor reputation. It also means that we could be in upwards fines of up to $100,000, which I don't think you want your tithes going to. And it also means that we have been a place that we would have no insurance as a church. And I just know that's just not right. And in fact, a scripture came to me and we've got to be quick because we've got to close, but... The Scripture came to me so fresh and it wasn't a new Scripture, but it was a Scripture that actually God placed in our spirit at the start of the year when He said, declare expansion. And it was from the prayer of Jabez. 
And it says, Jabez was more honourable than his brothers in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. And his mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. And Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me. Keep me from harm, that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. And, he, and I felt like God said in my spirit, What did I ask at the start of the year? What scripture did I put in your spirit? And I said, The prayer of Jabez. And he says, And what was Jabez? He was more honourable than any of his brothers. And because he was honourable, God answered the cry of his heart. And I felt like God say, you stay honourable and I'll keep blessing and honouring the cry of your heart. And through this whole pandemic season, we have seen God's favour. We have seen Him answer our prayers. We have seen this church grow. We have seen the blessing of God through to the families and the individuals because I believe we've stood honourable. I believe when nobody's been able to see the detail, we've done the detail right. And I believe out of that place that it's not gonna just be something that we hold true in our spirit, but it's gonna run through to every heart, to every life, to every business, every home, every teenager, every individual, that we will be known as honourable honourable people, people of character and people of integrity. And if people want to pull us down like Daniel, then the only thing they can find is our authenticity and commitment to our God. And there may become a day where we'll be told, you can't declare the name of Jesus. Well, at that day, I will be happy that we will declare the name of Jesus and throw us in the lion's den if you want, but our God controls the lions and He will protect His people. You know, someone told me in the last week said, you know what, if you go down this path, you're going to find so many people going to leave because they're going to feel like you don't want them. And I had just, in that moment, just something in my spirit just jumped and just said, no, 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 no. I felt like, what? If we're here following the Holy Spirit and the peace of God, if we're acting with integrity, if we're stretching and expanding ourselves as a church to make a way so that everybody, everyone can gather, I tell you what, it's a stretch for us to be able to do this. But because we care and because we value every single person, it's a stretch we're willing to make. If we're doing this from a place of honouring God, His leading, honouring you and honouring God's Word and the law, I believe we are in for a season of continued strength, a continued growth, continued blessing and continual presence. But again, I just wanna say, I'm so sorry so many of you, so many of us have had to face the ridicule, have had to face the conversations, had to face and navigate the challenges with our family because of the messaging and what's been projected by our state saying, you're unvaccinated, you're the problem. Cut your family off. Don't hang out with them. Fire that employee if they're not willing to do it. No jab, no job. It's their problem. It's been hard. And it still is. It hurts. But hear me right now. Every single person, this is a moment of faith. This is a moment of God's presence. I believe that today God wants to see and He wants to meet you. And He wants you to know, I know exactly how you feel. The Bible actually says to us in Hebrews 4, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, yet let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. 
For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathise with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet we are without sin. Yet he was without sin. So therefore let us approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy, listen, and find grace to help us in our time of need. I actually wanna pray right now that for every person that's got an aching heart, that right now the mercy of God is gonna come. But what I love about mercy is mercy meets our past, but grace empowers our future. Not only I believe in this moment with the presence of God come and bring mercy to the areas of ache and pain, but I believe in the name of Jesus, His grace will come to strengthen you and to strategize and to enable us to take steps forward, enable us to be able to keep moving forward and not hold the burden of hurt or not hold the weight or the grudge or the offence, but actually keep on growing and keep on enlarging our hearts. And so that again, this will not be a place that we get stuck in the season, but we're gonna keep getting stronger and move through the season. Can you say amen? I know again, this hasn't been a normal message, but I pray right now that it's personal. I pray that right now we somewhat set up a foundation that says, okay, let's step from here and let's do this together. Let's encourage one another. Let's help each other. But right now, I wanna pray. If you're in that place and it's heavy in your heart, whatever side, however it looks, however it's affected you, Prince of God is here. Jesus sees. He understands. He completely understands. And He wants to lead you forward. So let's pray. Jesus, I pray right now. God, for every person that's felt burdened, weighed down, hurt, exhausted. Father, I pray right now that the mercy of heaven would come. God, it would comfort the Holy Spirit would heal any wound that is open. Pour your anointing out. Pour your refreshing oil out. Father, I pray for the grace of God to come in power. Lord, that You would strengthen. That in the mercy that we receive, we'd have the grace and then the mercy to give. Lord, where there is offence, God, we'd have the grace to forgive. God, where there is hurt, where there's confusion, where there's unknown, where there's uncertainty, God, that we would have the grace to know that You are the one that holds us in Your righteous right hand and You will lead Your kids forward. And Father, I pray, God, in the Name of Jesus, that right now Your amazing presence would just flood every single heart. That Lord, literally right now, through Your presence, it's like weight. I see literally like weights dropping off people's shoulders. I see minds that have not been at rest for months. I see right now in the Name of Jesus, literally like the peace of heaven flowing over your body and like peace just coming and everything finding rest. God, and I know that I know that we can trust You. And so we make a decision now, we will trust You for You are the way maker. Father, we pray for our state. We pray for our leader. And we pray as the Word says, bless those who make trouble for You who hurt you and curse you. God, we pray for our state leader and we pray, God, that you would divinely intervene in this season. God, we pray, Lord, that you would save our leaders of our state, to save those in authority over our nation, that they would become God-fearing men and women. Father, I pray, Lord, that they would find themselves humbling themselves and turning their eyes heavenward to see and to look at a Saviour and to know the name that is above every other name. 
Father, we pray for the flood of salvation over our city and our state. Father, I pray in the Name of Jesus. Lord, as this bill is about to be, or trying to be passed, that would change the pandemic dynamics, we say cease in Jesus' Name. We pray that it would not advance, it would not go through. But again, we would see Your hand of protection and provision. We pray right now for Christian schools, Lord, who are facing legislation changes that would affect employment and their ability to stand on their core values. Father, we pray protection over Christian institutes and schools. Father, I pray in the Name of Jesus that we would see a rising of godly men and women who are called to stand in the area of our legal systems and our councils and our parliaments. Lord, to again, bring righteous leadership, God-fearing leadership. Lord, that You would mantle young men and young women who are called to help shape this nation going forward. And Father, that we as men and women, families and households, that we would in this time, Lord, come from a place of Your understanding and Your viewpoint and that we would lead ourselves, we would lead our homes and we would lead our communities as You would have us lead. That we would lead fearless, full of faith, gracious, full of mercy. And we would lead with the peace of heaven. In Jesus' Name, everybody said, Amen. We trust that you are encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at our Melbourne campus. If you're not in Melbourne, then join us for Church Online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifeau.org to stay connected and find out more.